0: We are live on YouTube, and now, hold on, Jesus! Hold you just hold on there, buddy. Uh, we are now live, it's starting live video, starting live video, starting live video, and we're still there, starting live video on Facebook Live. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, uncles and brothers, mothers and sisters, aunts, and third cousins. Welcome to Living on a Thin Line with... Tony Visick, I am a Tony Visick. We are your daily reprieve from all the anger, anxiety, hostility, weirdness, and hoopla going on in the world today. We come to you every day at 2 p.m. our time, which currently in Arizona is uh, still kind of like Pacific time. But uh, when daylight saving time is over, it'll be mountain time. Uh, We're going back to mountain, we're going from the Pacific to the mountains. Uh, as soon as Daylight saving Time is over. I don't know what time it is where you are, but I hope that you are having a wing-dang-doodle of a time. Um, I was just talking to my uh, wife, who happens to be the producer of the show, Shirley Lovisick, about uh, one thing about a, an addition we're going to make to the show, which I think is going to be cool, and I'm going to tell you about that in a little bit, but uh, talking to talking to her about my, um, my ongoing... Now, I have uh, put myself back in nomination to be on the Board of Directors for the Homeowners Association here in lovely Maricopa Meadows, Uh, I wrote a long, yes it was long, uh, kind of introduction and put it on the Maricopa Meadows community page. I put it there. That told people who I am and what I've done and uh, what we've accomplished. And I was immediately attacked by a former member of the board who quit the board when um, even though he had voted with the majority in almost everything, he hadn't gotten his way on a couple of issues and has now decided that uh, his best, uh, uh, the best thing he can do is quit the board and uh, attack people on uh, Facebook. And that's his right. You know, he can do that. Uh, however, uh, hello, Paul Whitney. Uh, buenos dias to you, senor Paul Whitney. Um, hello, Tina Mike Lawson. Good afternoon to you guys as well. Hello, old Jeremy. Jeremy Schwartz, haters gonna hate. So um, the guy came after me and I kind of went back at him. And I haven't done anything like this. Look, here's the deal. I'm a comic, okay? I make jokes, but I also run a business. And I'm also a father and a grandfather and a husband and a homeowner. And what's hard for a lot of people to deal with when they deal with someone like me is the fact that not only am I able to find the funny in life, but then when it's necessary, I am drop dead serious. And I've worked hard, hard I tell you, to help improve and maintain this community. And now uh, I'm being unnecessarily attacked. You know who's attacking? Just the kind of people who attack. They're just attackers. That's what they are, just attackers. Uh, you know what, Paul Whitney? I was gonna get to that. He probably doesn't have any bobbleheads in his life. So he was really getting angry, you know, in this thread, which has been taken down. You can't read it. But uh, (laughs) I just told Shirley, I go, I was just about ready to send him around the bend by pointing out to him, if he kept attacking me, he'd never get the opportunity to win a Tony Vizek bobblehead. And uh, I don't think anybody wants to go through life not being able to have that opportunity. Hey, once again, I want to remind you that Saturday night at seven o'clock, we kept our promise and we gave away. A rare Tony Vizic bobblehead. We gave it away. We gave it away Saturday night, 7 p.m. at the 7 p.m. show at the brand new comedy club here in Arizona. JP's Comedy Club in Gilbert, Arizona, 860 East Warner Road. Um, We were sold out being less than half capacity. So that's kind of what you have to do right now. Uh, uh, People there. uh, People there. uh, By my count maybe a little less, you know, and safe social distancing. You know, let's be honest, you know, we ask people to wear masks. People kind of pull them down to talk and then they forget to put them back on. But for the most part, everybody was really, really good about all of that. So I'm not encouraging you to do anything that will make you uncomfortable. uh, But just we had fun there and we gave away the Tony Viziga bobblehead. It was won by one Kevin Brown. Kevin Brown, a very funny comic located here in Phoenix, Arizona, who's also been a big supporter supporter of the club. So uh, what was that, sure? There's two Kevin Browns. Yeah, well, there's two Kevin Browns. Yeah, there's Afghanistan Kevin Brown and Vietnam Kevin Brown. For those you who don't know, we have two friends who are both comics, uh, one probably no longer pursuing it as much, uh, which is his choice. He's a funny guy. And one who is pursuing it. Afghanistan, Ke- Afghanistan Kevin Brown is pursuing it. This is a man who was a United States Marine and served his country uh, with honor and dignity and happens to be a very close friend of ours and is now uh, working uh, on being a stand-up comedian. Then there's Vietnam Kevin Brown, who was a guy we met a few years ago who served in Vietnam. And one time I had them both on the same show, and that's when we decided, someone said, Kevin Brown, to go, which one? We go, Vietnam or Afghanistan? Afghanistan Kevin Brown, United States Marine. All-around great guy, funny man, friend of ours, won the bobblehead. Now, some people say the fix was in, and people will always say that because someone we know won it. But, you know, most of the people who were at that show that night, because it was grand opening inaugural weekend, were people that either the owner, uh, Jim Perry, or I knew. You know, somebody, it was the odds were very good that someone who we knew was going to win the bobblehead. So I'm going to do something for the rest of you. I'm going to do it because I care about people. I'm going to do something for the rest to. you. Uh, to, uh, we are going, in the near future, we're going to order a limited edition, num- uh, a number of bobbleheads with a limited edition, something like 25 or 50 tops. Now, they're not going to be cheap because they're expensive to make. But I think that we live in a bobblehead time, that we live in a bobblehead world, and I'm going to carry on bobbleheadism. Matter of fact, from now on, what I do will be known as bobbleheadism. Um, we're going to get some limited edition ones and you're going to be able to purchase them. And I'm going to keep you uh, informed of that in the coming weeks, how you'll be able to do that. Autograph. They won't be the same as the one that we gave away Saturday night. Sat- <laughs> Saturday night. I made a promise that it would be there would only be three in the world ever made of that bobblehead. Lauren Molliver, we already got a buyer, Cheryl. Lauren Molliver, our attorney, yeah. said he'll buy one. Probably buy it with money I paid him for being my attorney. That'd <laughs> 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 be funny. Say, hey, Lauren, I got this case going on. Oh, good. Okay, pay me. Oh, good. You know what? Now I'll buy a bubble. <laughs> Lauren's going to buy one. I need Commitments. I need commitments from my friends, neighbors, and pals that you'll buy one. I'm going to try to get the price down, try to get it low, but we, uh, we're we going to make these bobbleheads for you. Uh, he said he'll just send me a bill for it. See, that's how, all right. Yeah, I tell you one thing, okay, and you listen, and uh, I'm not here shilling. Although I do shill a lot of my friends. What else are you going to do? Are people that I know or respect or trust? Lauren Oliver is one heck of an attorney. If you need an attorney, I'd go to Lauren. Uh, I know other good attorneys as well, but uh, Lauren's the one who's currently watching. So, um, oh, here's what we're going to be doing with the show, okay? Just so you know, okay? Uh, We have been, since its inception, that means the beginning, Paul Whitney. uh, Since its beginning, uh, we have been talking about music. Um, And, you know, I ran into a kid. I ran into a kid, uh, not a kid, but a, a guy younger than me, at jp's the other night who i didn't realize regularly watched the show and he goes man i watch your show and first i was like talk about music no man play music and he goes oh but then i get it because the licensing and plus all the stories you tell about the music that makes it really cool because it gives us the backstory on it so um all right hold on hold on hold on there we go um so we're going to continue to do that but there's something we should have been doing from the beginning from the very start and you got to realize that this show grew organically. We had no idea what this show was going to be about. This show started during those dark, dark days of mid and late March of this year uh, as they were backing refrigerator t- trucks up in the hospitals in New York City. And the entire country was locked down. And people weren't figuring out, couldn't figure out what to do with their lives. And, and a, a songwriter from Texas, Jim Lacey, suggested that we uh, do the show on a daily basis And it kind of gave Shirley and I something to uh, build our days around when we initially had nothing to do. We're now busier, busier than, you know, a one-legged man in a butt-kicking contest. There you go. There's a little country talk for you. We're busier than a one-legged man in a butt-kicking contest. Shirley just sighed on that one. That's what I got on that one. I got a, so, uh, but we're still continuing to do the show. So organically, it grew. It wasn't originally a lot of talk about bobbleheads. Um. It wasn't, you know, we're talking about knickknacks and doodads and what have you and books and magazines, and we're going to kind of do a little of that today. Uh, But it kind of organically grew into a show where we were having a lot of fun with silly knickknacks like bobbleheads and uh, talking about music. So every day this show is built around three things. Your questions and comments placed on uh, social media that we attempt to respond to in real time. It's based on that. It's based on some knickknack or doodad or book or magazine or article or something that we find interesting that we have here around the home office. And then we recommend some of our vast two pieces of music based on our vast vinyl album and CD collection. And what we're going to start doing, and we did it yesterday, whatever songs we are highly recommending, we're going to copy and paste their links, their YouTube links, uh onto the show when we download the show when we're finished with it so people will be able to almost immediately go and listen to the song we had not been doing that before but that was suggested by a a regular uh listener or watcher i think angela fox someone else a few of you and we just never got around to it we did it for the first time yesterday so that's going to allow us to go back and talk about a lot of the music we've talked about in the last few months and now give you easy access to it okay All right. Hello, Tyrus. Hello, Jay. I uh, say hi to people that I see here. Hey, uh, tonight, Monday night at 7.30 p.m., I am going to be at J.P.'s Comedy Club, 860 East Warner Road in Gilbert, Arizona, conducting class two. Not one, but two. Yes, two. Is it class two or is this class one? Oh, yeah, it is class two. Man, you lose track after a while. Uh, Class two of our stand-up comedy workshop. Uh, Even though it's class two, if you want to stop in and say hi and you're thinking about joining, come on by and we'll let you sit in for uh, a part of it. See if it's for you. If it is, we'll get you signed up, get you caught up, and get you on your way. Also, this weekend at uh, JP's Comedy Club, uh, one of the funniest guys, I think, in America, uh, one of those unsung comics, Jay Penn, who I love. Jay Penn and I are about as far apart politically as the North and South Pole. But he is a great guy, great family man. In the 90s, when I was touring the Midwest, you'd see Jay Penn, you go, This son of a gun is funny. He now lives in Arizona, and he's going to be headlining JP's Comedy Club uh, this Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So if you want to see someone who is fun, and I mean just fun, just flat out fun, he doesn't do any politics or anything controversial. He's just fun and funny, uh, go check out Jay Penn. All right, let's get to the uh, knickknack or patty whacker, give a dog a bone. What we've got today is a magazine. And here's the magazine, and there is one of my great heroes. And it is uh, none other than the sage, okay, the mentor, okay, the myth, the legend, Jerry Garcia. This is the Rolling Stone Collector's Edition, Jerry Garcia. So this features uh, three decades of in-depth Rolling Stone interviews, Jerry's secret battles, friends and family, remember, tributes from Robert Hunter and more, plus uh, more than 50 classic photos. Now, to be honest with you, I'm going to show it to you again. I have a lot of uh, uh, books uh, on the Grateful Dead. I have uh, cartoon comic books that have been written about Grateful Dead songs. I have uh, Grateful Dead magazines. But I couldn't not pick it up when uh, Shirley and I, as a matter of fact, Jer- uh, Shirley pointed out to me, and even though I have uh, books and magazines with a lot of these interviews, this kind of really coalesces them together. And you really get to learn about Jerry Garcia and about the Grateful Dead. The Grateful Dead, that accidental miracle of music that has now grown well past even the lives of the people who were originally in the band. A lot of the Grateful Dead are now dead. And I don't say gratefully, it's sad. But Jerry Garcia is classic of the 60s. A classic of someone who loved music Loved hedonism, yet was an idealist, yet was a poet, was a tragic character, yet at the same time uplifting. Like so many of his brethren, so many of his brethren, so many brilliant musicians, uh, he succumbed hard to heroin and probably fought a heroin ha- habit from the mid late 70s all the way up to the end of his life. This man was only 53 years old. When he passed away. And this picture was taken. uh, I want to say not too long. Before he passed away. Only 53. All right. The rock and roll lifestyle man. Can really eat you up. Uh, This is the guy who just wanted to. In the end just really. Just wanted to play the guitar. And because of something. Some light. Some beam. That comes down out of the universe. Shined through him. He was miraculously able to make a sound that was totally unique to him, unparalleled and beautiful, okay? He was also a man of incredible, incredible driving curiosity about all things intellectual, political, and especially music, played all types of genres of music, and his music lives on forever. Um, And by the way, one of the things you gather from reading this, if you read it, if you pick this up, or reading any articles or interviews uh, our biographies of Jerry Garcia is he was not a saint he was not a saint at all uh, he was a troubled and turbulent man but oftentimes it's the troubled and the turbulent that make a wonderful and joyous noise uh, I'm reminded as I was reading about his life you know and uh, uh, how difficult he was to deal with uh, uh, pre uh, serious drug addiction and post serious drug addiction Uh, I'm reminded of a quote uh, uh, from Mitzi Shore, Mitzi Shore, the legendary uh, um, uh, comedy entrepreneur who uh, created the Comedy Store, uh, or really her and her husband, but she quickly, within a short period of time, turned it into uh, the uh, legendary uh, venue that it is, But I hear they're now doing shows with the comics inside through a window and audience sitting out in the parking lot. You know, because Los Angeles is stricter in its quarantine rules. My good and dear friend, Argus Hamilton, uh, performed and told me about it. But Mitzi Shore said this when someone asked her about dealing with all the crazy and turbulent people. She dealt with a different lineup of uh, the hungry and the hunted every night uh, uh, prowling the stage in the original main room and later belly room of the comedy store. (coughs) And they said, how do you do it? But see, Mitzi loved comedy. Just like I love music and comedy, Mitchy, but I love music. Woman, don't know. I didn't know. Her. I didn't know the woman. I only met her once. Wish I'd known her better. But this is what she said. She goes, my, and I'm gonna mangle it, but this you'll heal the spirit of it. She said, my uncle Morty lives in Brooklyn. He's been married to the same woman for 40 years. He's never cheated on her. He does not drink. He does not do drugs. He's never missed a day of work. He goes to temple on a regular basis. He's a good kind honest decent man and not one single person will pay a dime to watch him not one single person will pay a dime to watch him now i'm not using that as an excuse for aberrant behavior but i think and it started with my generation by the way and we did this we did this to the beatles we did it to others we did it to others i think this hero worship that elevates these people to a status beyond what they do and gives more importance to their words uh, post and beyond uh, their, uh, uh, their appointed uh, talent um, sometimes does them a disservice because they're just people. I think it might be because oftentimes they are the people we truly want to be. All right. Uh, let's get to the music, shall we? And, uh, uh, let's do this. Let's do this, man. Uh, where am I at in time? It's good. So these are two albums. I'm going to bring in two albums and two artists that uh, I've talked about before, but today I will post, uh, uh links to the songs that I, um, that I, uh, recommend. So you'll be able to get to them right away. Uh, the first one, let's go with the first one. I've, this is like one of the three times. This is like one of those, uh, touchstone albums. Okay. Uh, this is, uh, the very best of John Lee Hooker. The very best of John Lee Hooker. If you know the, bu- the that boogie rhythm, if you're my age, you know from Canned Heat, if you're a little bit ZZ Top's uh, 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 song, uh, Trey Sombres lived on a little longer than uh, the Canned Heat boogie. Uh, they were doing an exact, they stole John Lee Hooker's uh, rhythm. Uh, canned heat. Later on, did an album with John Lee Hooker called Hooker and Heat. On this album is Dimples, Boogie Chillin', Little Wheel, No Shoes, King Snake, No Shoes, Tupelo Side Beat, Drugstore Woman, Boom Boom, Hobo Blues, I'm in the Mood, Whiskey and Women, and Dusty Road. This is just a compilation of stuff that, when you hear it, it is as vital and as exciting and dark and nasty and fun and toe tapping and making out and had a commit studio 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 and had a committed you know so if you don't know John Lee Hooker you don't know squat so uh what we're going to recommend here is uh i i want to go with boom boom cuz it's like one of his most popular boom 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 Ba-na-na uh i'm gonna i'm gonna put you can look these up on your own but i'm gonna decide right after the show whether we're gonna hook a link to uh uh boogie woman or uh i mean boogie Chillin' or uh, boom boom but when i do click those links and you will hear something man and if you know it from a long time ago and you forgot it these first heard them these first heard them these predate man these predate these go back in like the 40s and the 50s they pre they predate the rock era totally but help shape and define the rock era in a way that few did. So we'll be posting those links. but just you know YouTube John Lee Hooker yourself, and you will have done yourself a favor. The next artist we're talking about, we talked about before, and uh, I've had this album for a long time. I've had this album almost 35 years. I consider it I considered having this album as important. I considered owning this album and having it in my house just as important. As Gideon thought, it was important to put Bibles in a hotel room, and I'm talking about Hank Williams called, Hank called, Hank Williams' 40 Greatest Hits. Now I've had this for a while, man. You know, like uh, the, uh, uh, it's it's a little modeled there, although the uh, albums are intact. The albums are intact. All right, this is put out on Polydor, just to give you an idea. Because when I say these songs, you'll you'll know them. These were all Hank Williams hits, either written by him, co-wrote by him, or made famous by him. Move it on over. Love sick blues. Mind your own business. You're going to change or I'm going to leave. Lost highway. My bucket's got a hole in it. You know, and I'm not even halfway down this list. I'm so lonesome, I could cry. Uh, Why don't you love me? Um, Let's see. uh, uh, I can't help. uh, I Can't Help It If I'm Still in Love With You, Hey Good Looking, um, Ramblin' Man, Honky, Jambalaya, Good butt Joe, We Gotta Go, Window Shopping, Setting the Woods on Fire, Kalijah, which I love when I was a little kid, You're cheating Heart, and uh, I Saw the Light. And I didn't mention all 40 songs, Okay. But once again, you talk about people who predated the rock era. John Lee Ucker was able to live long enough to play with some of the people that considered him a hero. Hank Williams uh, did not, as far as the rock era. But so many rockers loved this music, and so many rockers, including Leon Russell and, and uh, uh, Creedence Clearwater Revival, John Fogerty, uh, and, and on and on and on, uh, then um, uh, redid uh, Hank Williams songs, Linda Ronstadt, Redo it. I, I mean, the, the list is too long for me to mention, but to the point where Hank Williams became more rock than country. Rocker people who were just looking for that little something extra, besides it's got a good beat and a good dance to it. Something's got a little soul, something touched, some finger, some wispy finger reaching down from the heavens and kind of touching both of these men on the head and imbuing them with something special. Happened to Hank Williams, and his music lives on and will continue to live on. So, what song out of these forty am I going to recommend? And I, you know what, I'm just going to have to surprise you. Uh, Shirley just put up uh, John Lee Hooker's "Boom Boom." Uh, it's there in the comments, so you can go to it right away. And if I'm going to recommend a Hank Williams song right now, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna go with uh, uh, "Jambalaya." Like I said, man, it. 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 Once you, if you get lost in Hank Williams, you'll be on a happy journey that you'll never want to come back from. But I think the one I'm going to recommend to give you a sample, if you've never listened to him before, or if you're redoing his songs, these are redoing his songs. These are redoing his songs. These are originals right here. Let's go with Jambalaya because it's such a cool, cool, cool song. So our two artists today, John Lee Hooker and Hank Williams. And I think if you give them a good listen, you'll realize that even though one was country and one was blues, they both came out of the South. They both came out of poverty. They both came out of uh, uh, extraordinarily difficult circumstances. They both wrestled with demons. You'll see the connection. If you close your eyes, you'll feel the connection. And it would be really wonderful. That and anytime you can listen to any Grateful Dead at all. According to this magazine, by the way, of the 50 greatest uh, um, Grateful Dead songs, I think, I gotta, I'll i find it here, i got to flip through. Here we go, Run for the Roses, High Time, Tessie Jed. Um, they, according to this, the number one great Grateful Dead song of their top 50 songs is Uncle John's Band, which uh, Robert Hunter actually wrote about Jerry Garcia. So that's from Working Man's Dead in 1970. We talk about the dead a lot on this show. Uh, I want to turn you all into deadheads because I want to do you a favor, okay? I'm not saying you have to go out running around half naked while taking illicit drugs and dancing in the dirt when Dead & Company goes out touring again, but I'm just saying if you sit and listen to the music, if you listen to Uncle John's band, much like what Hank Williams was able to do, much like what John Lee Hooker was able to do, uh, R was done to them. Something reached down out of the sky and touched Jerry. Jerry. And it's grown and grown and grown and grown. Okay. I still got a busy day ahead of me. I got stuff to do. I got people to do and places to go. I got people to go and places to do. I got it all. But tomorrow I'm going to have more for you. Right here on Living on a Thin Line with Tony Visick. That's it. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Maybe you can't do it. You can't find it? No, I I keep getting this Wi-Fi's messing up on me. Well, it's shitting on the phone. Hey man, what's up? How's it going? Did you have my message? No, I didn't. I just got off the air. I've got a copy of that sitting on my desk as well.